Hey everybody, it's Will here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Uh, Today is a nice rainy day, so I'm inside and about to enjoy another uh, roasted hojicha tea. So uh, as we covered before, these are roasted green tea leaves um, to make a very different uh, green tea in terms of flavor profile. It goes from more of a grassy or vegetal flavor to um, kind of a roasted uh, chocolate, caramel, maybe a little bit of coffee. Uh, flavor profile. So I'm going to go ahead and open this one up and I'm going to pour it out into my teapot here and just take a little look at the leaves. So as we've mentioned before, while most uh, green teas that we've had in the past have been these like bright green uh, or dark green leaves in some cases, these are uh, clearly a a dark brown color. Um, And this comes from the roasting of the tea leaves. So Uh, The tea leaves are going to be roasted and they turn from a green to a dark brown and uh, they pick up some of this like smoky or roasted uh, aroma. So I'm getting a little bit of that here. Kind of like it's a little more wooden, a little more roasted wood. But let's go ahead and uh, put some water in here, take it for the first steeping. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use 70 degrees Celsius, so a little bit hotter. A little bit hotter water than I'm normally using um, because to extract these kind of like darker uh, flavor profiles you actually want to go a little bit hotter um, whereas with a tea like Yokoro where you're really going for these sweet and savory notes uh, you actually do want to use a lower temperature water but in the case of this hojicha I am trying to get a little bit of this astringency maybe a little bit of this bitterness as well um, as well as these kind of dark chocolate coffee notes. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit warmer with the temperature. Uh, 70 degrees Celsius works fine. You can also go to 75. Um, that should be no problem at all. And um, then just let it sit for the, the standard one minute, um, which is, you know, pretty typical of a, of a Japanese green tea. Um, this tea is from Shizuoka, which is the largest tea growing region in Japan. Uh, I've been there a few times. Um, and you know, it's just tea fields as far as the eye can see. It's really cool to, to visit. Um, so that's where this tea is coming from. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pour it out now. It's been about a minute. So the color is a little bit lighter, I would say, compared to the other hojichas that we've had. Um, so this is our third hojicha. We've had the noike and we've had the cookie hojicha. And then this is the kawabata en. Okay, definitely a lot of this kind of a little bit more citrusy, a little bit more uh, wooden. It's quite similar to the bancha, actually. I actually am noticing a thin little essential oil layer on the top, um, usually a good indicator of uh, the, the kind of more volatile components of the tea, so uh, the aroma and the, um, you know, the lighter tasting notes of a tea. Yeah, this is very similar to... Um, to the bancha actually, just kind of like a more uh, roasted flavor profile, another roasted flavor layer on top of that bancha. So uh, definitely getting a little bit of this popcorn, um, a little bit of this roasted wood. I will say that this is a little bit citrusy. I think it's, it's got a little bit of a, got a little bit of a tingle to it. So it's kind of like uh, maybe older leaves, you're getting like this mineral 
mineral flavor. The, the smell of the wet leaves is actually very smoky. But I think this is actually mixing in some of the older tea leaves so you get this like um, strong mineral flavor. You can kind of feel it on the palate. It's a little bit of a tingling sensation on the tongue. A little bit of citrus, a little bit of cereal, I would say. And um, just a little bit of kind of uh, wet roasted wood. And just make sure um, with the bancha, I did notice some woody stems. I'm actually seeing that here as well. I think that's that's what's giving it uh, this flavor. I'm looking at these stems here inside the leaves, and they are a little bit larger than um, the stems of a typical kokicha. I think they they could be older uh, bancha stems. So stems from the older tea leaves and that's why it would be having this kind of wooden flavor profile that we noticed with the bancha. So if you were to roast the bancha masuda in, you'd probably get a similar tea to this. And you can actually try that if you want. Just take the take the bancha and just kind of roast it over a pan for five five minutes. So this hojicha is definitely lighter than the ones we've had in the past. Uh, the cookie hojicha has this kind of intense powerful um, black coffee or dark chocolate flavor. Uh, the noike is kind of like this complex, uh, sweet uh, caramel flavor, and this one is just a little bit lighter. So it's playing off a lot of these mineral notes, a lot of these citrusy notes, and wooden notes as well. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a second steeping, so I'm gonna pour the same water in um, for only 20 seconds this time. I'm gonna try to concentrate the brewing a little bit more, use a little bit less water um, see what else I can pick up here. So just going to leave that in for 10 more seconds. And then we'll go ahead and pour this out. So the color did get a little bit darker. It's kind of like this, uh, very light orange, a little bit, a little bit of an orange brown, I would say. Hmm, I'm getting a lot more of these wooden notes, I would say. A little less of the sourness. By sourness, I mean that kind of citrusy note. Um, a little bit of a little bit of minerals, not quite as many as in the first steeping. And this, I think, would, just like with the bancha, I think this would be a nice snacking tea. Uh, so it would pair well with um, maybe like some toasted almonds or something like that. Quite nice. I could see it pairing well with like a chocolate or something as well. A lot of times, uh, hojicha pairs pretty well with chocolate, so I would recommend trying that. Uh, one time we did a hojicha tasting, and uh, they gave us, uh, I think it was like a pickled ginger root um, as a pairing for the hojicha, and that for some reason was like perfect. But I've seen all sorts of different pairings, like. Um, roasted nuts, you know, toasted almonds, stuff like that. I think we've even seen like um, like a fig uh, pairing. So all sorts of like, you know, these slightly, I guess, darker uh, nuts and fruits. I think would work quite well. Chocolate as well. You can even do like, I think like a a date with some sort of peanut butter inside would be a good taste, uh, good pairing. Yeah, second steeping's losing a little bit of its um, citrusiness. 
and a little more on this wooden or cereal notes. So let's go ahead and take it for a third steeping. I'm just going to put it in for 20 seconds here. And I'm going to try to do a little more of a concentrated infusion because I'm not looking to get a whole lot of volume when I do these, these tastings. I'm just looking to get a, a smaller, more concentrated um, brewing here. So you're welcome to make more tea if you, if you want to. Um, but for these tastings, I'm trying to kind of move them around a little bit and not drink a ton of liquid. So uh, let's go ahead and pour this out. So third steeping. Color's getting a little bit lighter. It's a little more of a yellowish, uh, yeah, a little, little like a yellowish orange. Hmm, the flavor's still there. It's a little bit of a dryness towards the end that's kind of like uh, catching the back of your throat a little bit. But it is kind of nice. It gives it a little bit of character, a little bit of dimension, I would say. I'm feeling some of the minerality of this tea, but most of it was in the first steeping. Um, dissipated a little bit in the second and still there in the third, but just a little bit weaker. So this, this tea fall is a pretty standard progression. Um, first steeping being the strongest, then second, then third. Um, whereas some teas like the Fukumushi, uh, for example, have kind of a, a little bit of an arc. They kind of, um, they actually become more flavorful in the second steeping and then less flavorful in the third steeping. Whereas this one is kind of a a slow progression. But these teas are really nice. Hojicha teas are nice in the fall, in the winter time, uh, kind of like this warmer roasted uh, flavor profile. So um, on like a rainy day like today, if you want to really uh, cozy up inside and drink a nice uh, roasted tea, maybe even by the fire, kind of, um, you know, get a nice book. Um, that's not something that I'm interested in particularly, but uh, I know a lot of people are just kind of um, sitting by the fire enjoying a nice roasted tea. Um, along with a good book. So that's something I would definitely recommend for this tea. Uh, this one particularly is also a good snacking tea, I would say. Um, so pairing it with some like toasted almonds or uh, some chocolate, uh, maybe some figs, something like that. Um, all that sort of stuff is, is good to enjoy with this tea. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Uh, really looking forward to seeing you guys next time while we explore a new variety of tea.